Okay, you ready for this one? What do you call nine Karens in a room together? An HOA. Okay, that's not really fair, is it? Why do the HOAs get the bad rap? Well, today we're looking at the Homeowners Association. I spent eight years as an HOA president in one of the most sought-after neighborhoods in Williamson County, Tennessee, ranked the number seven wealthiest county in America by Forbes magazine. I'll be sharing from that perspective, the perspective of El HOA Presidente. In an effort to keep things moving at a fun and rock and roll pace, this will be a two-parter. Across two episodes, we'll look at two questions, I'll share two stories, and I'll give you 10 tips you can use if you live in or maybe you're considering moving into an association of homeowners. Now, you really can't beat this value. A two-for-one deal at that? This is a free podcast. Just be sure you're rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share with your friends if you would, please. Okay, maybe you like your HOA, maybe you hate it, or maybe you would never, ever consider living in a neighborhood that is run by an HOA. It's all good. Everyone has a different take. And this episode, it's not really pro-HOA. It's not anti-HOA. It's just about an HOA. And I hope it maybe inspires you or sparks an idea or makes you think about your own community, HOA or not. So first, a little background, a little data. Around one-third of homes in the U.S. are in an HOA, and they're growing in popularity. Over 75% of new construction in America is within a homeowner's association. And while HOAs seem to get a bad rap, right, a lot of bad press, 70% of those in an HOA rate their experience as either very good or good. That's a really decent customer satisfaction score. And I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to say that in my neighborhood, uh, I'm going to go 80 to 85%. I might go 90%. I might go 90% in our neighborhood would rate uh, their experience as either very good or good. Now, first question, what is an HOA? So you can go all Webster's Dictionary or legal definition here if you like, but the answer is really, really easy. If you live within an HOA, then you, you, my friend, are the HOA. An HOA is an association of homeowners of which you are a part. Your dues are not like the dues that are paid to a country club so that a private company can serve you and pamper you and entertain you and make sure your life is okay. No, your your HOA dues are there to equip you to work for the betterment of your community. So as a member of an HOA, it's really, really important that you understand this. You are the HOA, and with that comes some responsibility. Honestly, if you're buying a home within a homeowner's association and you're not willing to commit some time to the effort, get some skin in the game, maybe serve on the board, work on a committee, 
uh, volunteer for some projects, you're really doing yourself and your community a disservice. And you might have bought a home in the wrong neighborhood, to be honest with you. Now, I know I've heard all the excuses, and the, and the one excuse I always hear, you can take all the other excuses combined and multiply them by 10, and you still wouldn't add up to the excuse of why folks don't get involved. I just don't have the time. And that's a really bad excuse. I looked at our HOA. You'd have to commit 12 hours across a year to attend all of our HOA meetings. 12 hours in an entire year. You'll spend more time in the Starbucks drive-thru this year. You'll spend more time on TikTok this week. So it's not really time you're lacking. It's priority, right? And that's okay. If it's not a priority, it's fine. You know, I used to ask folks who would write in to our HOA with some type of exhaustive complaint Hey, can you come to a meeting so we can talk this over? Well, I just don't have the time. Okay. Um, do you want to meet for coffee one morning, maybe this week or next? Uh, yeah, I don't have time for that either. Okay. Um, do you want to connect via Zoom maybe one evening and, and we can, I just, I don't have time for that. Okay. That's fine. But now we know how we need to prioritize your complaint. Thank you very much. Second question, surviving your HOA, to see it succeed or fail, what does that look like? Well, that's another easy one. It's community involvement and participation that determines the outcome. An active presence by the homeowners will generally mean the HOA will be successful. But when a large percentage of homeowners sit on their hands and they're passive or they're disengaged, it means things are going to start to break. Folks, we really need leaders in our communities. We need those willing to step up and lead from the front. Yeah, that's going to mean getting out of your comfort zone, putting your neck out a bit, getting some skin in the game, but we need people stepping up to make a difference in our communities. If we don't, we let things slide down to the level of the lowest common denominator, and that, my friends, is not a fun place to live. Do you have the Nextdoor app, Nextdoor Neighborhood, Nextdoor? Have you ever read Nextdoor? Please, for the love of God, save us from ourselves. So now, a story. Because I used to be an HOA complainer. Not because of our rules, but because of the direction of our neighborhood. You see, our neighborhood, it's its very successful. It's very sought after, but it's older. Our homes were built in the late 70s or early 80s. And there was a time when our neighborhood looked old as well. While our homes were in decent shape, our HOA amenities were not. Our clubhouse was falling apart and it had a very outdated look. Pretty sure the last time the interior of that clubhouse was updated Jump by Van Halen was a number one hit on the radio. I'm not kidding. Our tennis court was crumbling and barely usable. You were very likely to sprain an ankle in a crack on the concrete. Our pool was on its last leg. It was patched together, barely holding on. The pumps and the plumbing were so bad we could barely move enough water through the pool to clean it. 
our infrastructure was weak as well. For instance, our only high-speed internet options in the neighborhood were a copper cable trunk line from Comcast. Now, those speeds were great for the people at the front of the neighborhood, but that line would load down the further back it went. And the folks at the back of the neighborhood, well, their speeds resembled dial-up modems. The, The folks back there could barely send an email. And then we had DSL as well. Do you remember DSL? It was horrible. And... In addition to all these issues, we were allowing teenagers, many of whom didn't even live in our neighborhood, to come in with their 4x4s and go mudding in these beautiful fields that serve as common areas and surround our homes in our neighborhood, and they were just ripping the place to shreds. And everyone was too scared to confront them and tell them to stop. They were teenagers, for Pete's sake. Confront these little heartless bastards. Lastly, our services were such in the neighborhood we had a website looked like it was uh, CompuServe 1988 kind of look. Um, we had no way to pay our dues other than the Pony Express, mailing a check to our management company. Uh, no way to communicate with the neighborhood aside from an um, outdated email list. We had one thing that we did well, though. And despite all these pressing needs around our HOA, We had a few folks on our HOA board who were really, really good at driving around and issuing citations. (laughs) That's right. Now, one day I took my canoe out to float the river that surrounds our neighborhood. And when I came home, I washed it off in my driveway and I turned it upside down to dry. Went inside to grab some dinner. Then I came back out, drug it around back into my garage where I hang it up. Well, the next morning I had a letter. I was in violation. My canoe left visible to the neighbors for a whole 45 minutes. I didn't even see him come or go. The the citation dude, he was a stealthy little bastard. But it did lead me to shouting some very bad language while standing in front of my mailbox, requiring apologies to the families who had kids walking to the school bus that morning. But this is the thing that people absolutely hate about HOAs, right? The pettiness, the lack of direction, the focus on things that make very little difference in the long-term goals of the neighborhood. A a 45-minute canoe washing? Are you serious? Yeah. A violation for the guy washing his canoe out in his driveway while the back deck of the HOA clubhouse is in danger of falling off due to lack of repair and maintenance. If we were addressing the true needs of the neighborhood, caring for property values in our community with the same vim and vigor as our citation writing, well, hell, we'd be in pretty good shape. But sadly, that was not the case. The sole goal, the only goal of an HOA is to protect and increase the property values of the neighborhood, period. End of story. So, I am not a complainer, I'm a doer, and possibly to a fault, and this canoe thing really pissed me off. So, I took the only sensible next step. I joined our HOA board, I nominated myself for president, and I got to work. First off, I kicked the 4 by 4 mudrunners out. They were destroying valuable property and turning our neighborhood into their own personal mud pit. And I ended up having to do this myself. Everyone else was too scared. A word on this. 
how many calls did I get where someone called me up and said, hey, Todd, there's a Jeep out mudding in the field behind the pool. And I'd say, okay, call the sheriff, wave the Jeep down, tell him to stop and hang tight until a sheriff deputy can get out here to, oh, and they'd say, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I'm afraid that they may go to school with my kids and, and I don't want them to retaliate against my kids if I tell them to stop or if I call the police. Well, hold on a second. My kids go to the same school your kids go to, but you're calling me to come take action? These are weak, weak people, man. Can you, can you imagine living your life in that kind of fear? That that kind of fear of retaliation, afraid of a 16-year-old in a Jeep with a two-inch lift? My gosh. I was out in those fields 40, 50, 60 times or more yanking those little out of there. But they finally got the word, and they finally left, and they didn't come back. So after that problem, we got in gear towards updating this place, and that we did. We modernized our landscaping services. We moved away from tractors and bush hogs that cut those fields the 4x4s were destroying. And we moved over to zero-turn mowers instead. Almost overnight, our neighborhood went to looking like a really nice golf course instead of a hacked-up cow pasture. It was really amazing. Then we rebuilt the eyesore of a tennis court we had from the ground up. That was a giant improvement. And... That's an amenity that is used almost daily. People love it. After that, we remodeled and updated the interior and exterior of our clubhouse. Goodbye, 1984. Hello, modern 21st century there. It looks fantastic. It's a very popular place to host parties and weddings and meetings and other events. Everyone loves it. So at this point, we desperately needed some operating capital. So we put forth a new capital campaign. We set our neighborhood up with a 10-year capital plan and about three-quarters of a million dollars worth of cash. We took this fresh capital and rebuilt the entire pool, adding modern features like a kiddie pool splash pad thing and a newly designed and dedicated pump house with with all new pumps and all new plumbing and all new systems. It's incredible. The the pool is the centerpiece of our neighborhood, and, and it looks awesome. I also called AT&T and demanded fiber optic internet in our neighborhood, and they did it. It it was probably just to shut me up because I was driving them crazy, but one gig up and one gig down, baby, we got it. Only the second neighborhood in our county with true high-speed fiber optic internet. With that, we set up our website We switched over to electronic billing, we had modern communications, and we streamlined our banking to be way more efficient, and we were rocking and rolling. And what happened along the way? Well, people took notice. Residents started investing in their own homes, fixing them up, doing additions, renovations, landscaping, and other improvements. Quarter-million-dollar renovations, they were common. Some people spent six figures on a covered patio and outdoor living space outside interest picked up too we had folks clamoring to buy homes in the neighborhood and then they'd buy them and spend a quarter million dollars to renovate them before they even moved in i started getting several letters a month people wanting to buy my house and that was common throughout the neighborhood that pushed up home prices as well 
we soon saw our first million dollar property listed in a neighborhood where topping 500k was really big news as I took office five six years back with 484 homes in our neighborhood an average price of around three quarters of a million dollars plus all the amenities in the land that we own our neighborhood is worth around 400 million dollars so now let's let's reconcile that against having a canoe in my driveway for 45 minutes, shall we? Do you see the difference in how an HOA should operate? Now, notice I say we and all of the above. How does success like this happen? Well, a diverse HOA board is a must. Watch for this in an HOA. The board should not be comprised of a leader and then all of his or her friends. And your board should not be run by a bunch of board members who've been running the place since the beginning of time. This will lead to cronyism, favoritism, stagnant ideas, and outdated processes. And and then ultimately, you'll have a bunch of Karens running the place, driving around, issuing citations because they think it's fun or they think that that's beneficial. And in doing so, they're doing very little to promote the community. No, your HOA should be pretty broad. Tenured residents who have lived here for a while, new residents just moving in, should have some older folks and some younger folks. Male and female is very important. Believers and atheists, liberals and conservatives, a really broad cross-section of your community. An HOA board, or at least its leader, needs to be willing to shoot sacred cows too. Sacred cows reveal themselves when someone says, "Well, well, this is the way we've always done things. In an HOA, it'll sound like, well, this is the bank we've always used. Or, this is the mowing company we've been using since 1979. Or, this pool company has been with us since the beginning. These type of statements make my skin crawl. Because I'm always willing to challenge the status quo. I love shooting sacred cows for fun and profit. Trust me. So these are things you can look out for if you see cronyism, stagnation, sacred cows. You need to get involved. And by the way, this is not unique to HOAs. This can apply to businesses and other organizations as well. If you see these issues, don't just sit around and complain. And especially don't just sit around and complain about the HOA. Remember, you are the HOA. So be the HOA. Now, One thing that doesn't work, and there's a few of these in every neighborhood, do not be this guy. It's Mr. Macho Libertarian Freedom Tough Guy. No one is telling me what I can and can't do to my house and my property. Buddy, you literally signed away that notion on the deed of your house. Shut up, read the rules, stand down. You sound like a total moron when you spout that crap. And it simply holds no water. Agreeing or disagreeing with the direction of the board is one thing, but in the time I served on our board, it was amazing to me how many issues could have been resolved or avoided altogether by simply reading the rules. We spent so much time with people who fought us tooth and nails on things when all they had to do is read. Read the rules. Well, HOA rules? That sounds like a fun topic. We'll reserve those for part two coming soon. In part two, we'll look at rules 
and I'll share 10 tips for you that will come in handy if you live in or if you're considering moving into an HOA. And then I'll tell you another story about a good old-fashioned HOA dust-up. It's a story about white paint, Nazis, and a county judge. You don't want to miss this one. Until then, music here by Colehead. Check that out on SoundCloud. And remember, get out there, get on the move, stay on the move, get with the man on the move. Take care. We'll see you soon.